Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Against the Ropes. We are back. I'm Gio Garcia, alongside Christian Mosqueda for episode number 86. 86. That's right. We got, and we got a few special guests on the set. Right. We got a few special guests here. Let's start off with uh, the man, right? Everybody's looking around. Everyone's <laughs> looking around. <laughs> Uh, let's start off with the soon-to-be pro, all right? Touted prospect, Mr. Alan Garcia. Welcome. Woo! Welcome to the show, Mr. Alan. Let me hit you with the proper clap. Let me hit you with the <laughs> All right, and then we have to his left, Mr. Andy Aguilar. And of course, if you guys have watched our show, she, you guys are probably very familiar with her, all right? Uh, Ms. G, Ms. Gloria Mosquera, welcome. All right, and we are live, man, for the YouTube audience. Uh, let us know who's here, check in. We have three guests, all right? Man, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Everything good? You guys are living the life, huh? <laughs> quarantined, yeah. Quarantine life. Living the best quarantine we can. Yes. How have you guys, for the people that are barely seeing you guys, how has quarantine life been for you guys the last couple months? What have you guys been up to? Um, we've actually been, uh, we still managed to do strength and conditioning with my coach, Andy. Um, we're still going to the gym. We were actually in Mexico for the past month. We mm -hmm. just uh, recently came back from Mexico. We were up there training. You know, doing everything we could. We didn't let this quarantine throw us off our mojo. So yeah. we did. We're doing pretty good so far. Guys, get some good sparring out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we did some good sparring out there. Um, we learned. Uh, we took in as much knowledge as we could. You know, for me personally, I took in as much knowledge as I possibly could. I learned as much as I could, and uh, I came back and uh, brought it back to the United States. So, so uh, what, what took you guys to Mexico? <laughs> no, the um, well, we started off. Um, we started off really good here, and we were here for what ten days or two weeks. I brought Alan from Kansas, and we started training him with uh, Andy here. It was about four weeks, three weeks, four weeks, about a month, yeah. And uh, we we started getting the results we wanted, and we slowly started seeing everything shut down on us, and all the doors were closing up on us, and. Sat down with my team and which is Andy, my partner here. And um, as most of you know, um, my daughter is in Mexico. She's currently in Mexico right now, training out there, just staying in shape and taking a little break. And uh, I asked Andy, I said, "Look, you know, I have my daughter out there, and this is getting pretty scary out here, and it's pretty tight for us. And I need to keep continue training this kid here and just keep moving forward." And he suggested that. Uh, we both go to Mexico so we could all reunite with uh, my daughter, Roxy, and Alan. And he made the right choice, the right decision for us. So how did you guys start working together, G and Alan? Um, we actually, um, 
I've been friends with Roxy for a very long time. And uh, back in a whole year ago in Reno, uh, we pretended that it was Roxy's birthday uh, at Johnny Rockets after after we all won the yeah. tournament. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we pretended it was her birthday. And, and uh, I told someone to tell her that, that we were pretending it was my birthday. And so she's all clapping, you know, yeah. she's all having a good time, thinking they were pranking me. And then they brought the little... A little shake with the candles in it to her, and she looked all confused. And then, um, so that's when I like when we uh, we, we've always known of each other, but uh, that's when like we first uh, really talked. And then in December, after the nationals, uh, we communicated for a little bit. Uh, we talked for uh, I'd say over over an hour, mm-hmm. yeah, we talked about an hour. And um, you know, I was just I was stuck with going pro, I wasn't like I wasn't taking no for an answer, and I was just telling her, like, like oh, uh, you know. Um, I was just explaining the way I think, um, why I wanted to go pro, um, what my plans were and everything. And then, um, I begged him not to do it. Yeah. She, (laughs) she, she constantly begged me not to turn pro, but, but I was just done with, uh, USA boxing and drone, you know, like I was ready to move on to something bigger. How old are you right now? I'm 17 years old. Yeah. I just turned 17. That week. Yeah. I just turned 17. So, um, so yeah, um. You know, she was uh, she was she was a uh, reachable for me. Like, I, like I was keeping in contact with her, and uh, uh, promotions reached out to me, and I told her, I told her who the promotion was and who was reaching out to me, and she was like, "We're bringing you to we're bringing you to California," and so here I am in California, and we're doing good. I've learned a lot. I've changed my style up quite a bit. Um, well, I. I I say I have succeeded in making uh, a name for myself. I just at, at the age that I am, mm-hmm. and for going for not even having a pro fight, mm-hmm. I say I've done pretty well for just coming to Los Angeles. Yes. So, but yeah, she could tell you a little more on the how we started working together from her side on her input. Let's take it back a little bit. Where did the love of boxing? Where did boxing first start for you? Like, what did you? Um, the love of boxing first started for me when yeah I was seven years old and. And I was always fighting at the park against this bully. <laughs> like, I was always fighting with him. I, I lived, like, literally right next door. And this bully, man, he would not stop. Mm-hmm. And so I started fighting. I would tell my dad, hey, you know, this kid's picking on me, so-and-so. And he'd be like, go handle your business. Go handle my business. Came back. And then he tried to fight my brother one time. And then my brother was about to get down with them. And I ended up stepping in and fighting again. You know, little kids fighting at the park. And uh, my dad asked us, like, you guys want to join boxing? We're like, yeah. Well, he took us to the local uh, Alco. Mm-hmm. Went to go shop for some sweats and stuff. We went to the boxing gym. And at the very first bag I touched was the speed rack. Boom, boom, boom. And I, and I was like, I like this. And um, I sparred the first first week I got there. And I sparred a kid that was at least a good 50 pounds heavier than me. And he was like, he was like going in there, pushing me, throwing me everywhere and hitting me. And I was hitting him back. And my dad asked us, he was like, you guys want to keep doing this? I was like, oh, yeah. So, some of the stories we hear, we, we we hear that people don't go into sparring right away. They take their time, their practice, and you just jump right into it. Oh, man, yeah. We were training out of a, a little, little shed. We were training out of a shed. So, you know, um, we grew up, I grew up uh, in Kansas. It was like, like a... Like Kansas dog City or in there. Kansas no, State? no, I was, I'm from Southwest Kansas. I'm like the whole opposite side of uh, from where Kansas City is. I'm from like the dirt. Oh, okay. we, yeah, the, that's can, what we the call cows it. don't even know where it's yeah. at. <laughs> yeah, you, you, 
I'm going to put it this way. I know I'm home when I smell the cows. Mm -hmm. So Where are your parents from? Uh, my parents, uh, my mom is from Mexico and my dad is from uh, the United States. Um, my dad's lived everywhere as a kid. Uh, he's lived in Kansas. He's lived in Texas. He's just, he's always moved back and forward. But um, my parents are, they're not together. My mom lives an hour from where my dad lives. And my, my dad always had custody of us just because uh, we liked living there better. And we were used to our lives being there. And so, so yeah, but like I'm not a I'm not like them I'm, I don't have like like four generations of fighting in my family you know all I got is my dad and he was a bouncer so that must be where I get the fighting from I don't know now uh, I think I heard that you were from close to the region of Brandon Rios and Victor Ortiz yes um actually they live they live where my mom lives oh wow or, or they're from where my mom lives and um that's it's a good hour from where I'm from um I'm I'm personally friends with uh, Brandon's dad. Um, we've we've gone over there to spar. We've gone over there to just to work out when we couldn't when we didn't have a gym. Yeah. And so yeah, uh, we knew them. We know them pretty well. We we grew up all boxing together. I was a little young and they're already stepping into the pros. Yeah. So before we get into the next question, we have a uh, Sean Fitzgerald from Just Boxing he says hello to uh, G and Andy. So he's hello, hello. and then uh, we have. Serena Serena Cisneros. Hey, Alan. Love you, primo. Oh, yeah. That's shout, shout out to my hey, shout out to all my family that still supports me. Um, you know, it's there's yeah. nothing better than getting support from your family. I'm going to put you on the spot right here. Uh, in a fight, who would you take? Brandon Rios or Victor Ortiz? Oh, man. <laughs> that fight, we've been, I've been asked that quite a lot. Personally, um, I would have to go with Victor Ortiz because um, don't, don't get me wrong, they're both they're both very very good fighters. They both made their mark in boxing, and um, but I think that um, Victor Victor still you know he still got his foot in the door. He's still in there. He's still mm -hmm. ready to work. Um, Brandon Rios, uh, he's got a lot of heart. Mm -hmm. I I say uh, Brandon Rios has a lot of heart, and um, Victor has a lot of uh, knowledge and experience. So with with that fight going, I'd have to choose Victor. I mean, we, we always hoped that fight would happen, but it never came down to it. But yeah, but if it had to come down to, it, I would choose my pick on Victor. I think I think most people at first were leaning toward Victor, right? I think so. The and then the tides kind of turned eventually, mm -hmm. you know, for whatever reasons. But um, yeah. Uh, so back to Mexico. I'm gonna go ahead and put some graphics here on your screen. You guys are doing some training videos at the beach? Yes. Yeah, yeah. How, how was that? Um, it was, how was it? It was hot. I just took it there. <laughs> but that way it was yeah. hot and Colima, it was salty. Right? Colima. It was Colima, yeah. yeah we went Colima. to Manzanillo. So everything is closed there and everyone's, you know, very cautious about the, the virus thing going on. And every little city we went to or pueblo we went to, they had to take our temperature, give us sanitizer, ask us questions. and. They weren't really letting any people, any newcomers in their little area, their little pueblos and stuff. And um, but we managed to get to Manzanillo. Um, they were doing a story on us over there in Mexico, so we were with some reporters and stuff. So they got us like a whole hotel to ourselves. And we had a suite. Yeah, whole the, suite. The owner oh, was right. the owner was extremely nice. I mean, he loved us. His yeah, they're wife, very generous people. His kid. Um, what is it called? The La Hotelito. Anybody yeah. ever goes to Monsignor, let them know we sent you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anel, his name was right there. Yeah, they were very welcoming. and um, very. They were just happy to have life there in the hotel. Yeah, no kidding. Like, you, yeah. you can tell this quarantine yeah. did a toll on many people. Yeah, and they were just excited to have us there. And then, you know, they were excited to have a boxers, my daughter and Alan, there. Um, they, they pretty much catered to us there. So we didn't have a gym there, so you know, the living room was big enough. We were on the ocean. I said, why not? So we just did it, you know, and it it was cooler in there because it was really hot outside. Yeah. We have you right here on the screen doing this with Ryan and Ryan. Yeah. We were in the office. They're like, okay, we see you guys at ski, but we're like, oh, Karen has ski too. Yeah. So it's it's in boxing again. It's more of a male dominated but it's nice to see this. Um, what do you We see the comments too, and a lot of people also say like, oh, like, oh a woman trainer, female trainer. How is it to be like? What kind of you know comments people? Tell you when yeah, um, yeah, no, I've seen that a lot too. I'm gonna put it one way, and I know I'm gonna get asked in the future, you know, once I get my hand raised uh, multiple times. I don't care about the gender, I don't care if you're a male or female. Don't ask me about, don't ask me what it's like having a female trainer. Ask me about their experience, ask me about what they're teaching me, ask me about, you know, what's their knowledge because I. I, I see females, I've seen females box, they can easily beat up boys I know, you know. Some, yeah, Roxy could beat up a lot of guys I know, so so I um, I know we're going to change the game. We're definitely going to change the game. They're going to be like, male boxer, female coach. You know, people are going to look at that. Um, everybody likes to think that, you know, like, oh, uh, male coaches, you know, that it's, it's obvious that's where it's at, but, but I'll tell you what, um, people... They see, they see how uh, how good I am after we spar and stuff, and they're like, that trainer's legit. They see us working mitts, they're like, dang, that trainer's legit. So, um, I know we're gonna make a mark, we're gonna make history, and it's just all a matter of time. But uh, we have some more shoutouts here. We have some shoutouts from Marisol Partida. Hell, I miss you. Aiden, Aiden is watching you right now. <laughs> What's up? We have Damien. Don Juan, watching from Kansas, bro. It's all love. We have Derek on the check-in. Jesse Neve, next champion. Hey, one thing we can say already, he's bringing in the fans. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you give a follow. Yeah, it's all about support. Earlier you mentioned that you had a, 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 another style. You, you changed your style a little bit. What is something that you guys as trainers and your historia that you guys have seen that you guys have added to this game? In terms of style, in terms of being a more efficient style. The boxing or like uh, transitioning into like uh, different strength or speed? Or... Either, either or. Well, I'll take care of the boxing side and mm-hmm. take care of the strength and conditioning and physical work. Um, so boxing, I mean, he was he was very good uh, amateur. As an amateur, I've, I've seen him throughout the years. Didn't really much pay attention, you know, because mm-hmm. I always had Roxy in my fighters. Um, I always ran into him and always, you know, Roxy's like, look, Molly, my friend, like, he's going to fight. I would sit there and watch the fight. Oh, okay, good, he won, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but when he decided to go pro, and like I said, after telling him no for months, I think I told him, no, don't turn pro, just wait, you know. For for, for certain reasons, it happened, and he's here. Um, I worked on him. I saw videos of him, and, and I seen his style. Of course, amateur is different from the pros. Um, it is boxing, but just um, the, the the experience I have, you know, uh, in the amateur and the pros, it's like the pros, you shorten up your punches. Um, 
you're always behind your jab, um, counter the body shots, break your waist, come in balance, perfect balance. Um, speed is important too. Knowing when and when not to punch with a, fi a dangerous fighter, a fighter that you can, you know, get hurt from, and just just things like that. Focus, confidence, um, shortening up your punches. I think I said that. Um, working mitts, mitt work, working combinations. We're actually gonna throw in a fight. You know, working mitts is cool and all the fast work, and I enjoy watching it. The kids enjoy doing it, but also too, you gotta remember. You have to teach him certain things. And um, also, always in his ear telling him, train like you're going to fight. Do not get lazy. So he understands that. And he understands pressures on him. People are watching us, you know, and they're really watching us because, again, I'm a female and he's male. But um, I think I know a lot, of, pretty much a lot of people in every gym we walk into. Mm -hmm. They're just curious to see. Because they always seen us with world yeah. champions and walking in the gyms, and then my daughter, and mm -hmm. and we always had great fighters, multiple national champions, and so they see this young kid and they think he's amateur or they think he's a man. I said no, he's only seventeen. Oh, they already everyone's throwing headgears on cups because they want to spar him. No, no, he's he's only he's only seventeen, and so that's that's my part and just educating him and talking to him as much as possible, showing him old fights, showing him different styles. Um, just, just working on everything I can. Try not to put too much into him because he's a kid still, yeah. or a young man. Mm -hmm. I was learning. I just don't want to feed him the whole stage. Just little here, little mm -hmm. there. Little. I don't want to confuse him and overwhelm him. Then I got uh, this amazing man right here, Andy. Just turned this boy into a man. So overnight, I was like, oh, I saw the picture. I think you guys saw the pictures. <laughs> Four week challenge, and it was just a whole different kid. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't a kid anymore. Then he grew that thing, so <laughs> we're confusing the crap out of people now, you know. So go yeah, we're gonna get into Andy in a little bit because uh, we're talking about training and working. We mm -hmm. saw you uh, doing some work with Ryan Garcia, right? Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, uh, we actually go down uh, to San Diego. Uh, we don't always just go down to work, you know. Um, Mama G is good friends with uh, Lisa and Henry, uh, which are Ryan's parents, and uh, sometimes we just go down. And, just to kick it, sometimes go talk business, um, or just to go down, to go down for the fun of it. But uh, yeah, I've I've sparred Ryan a few times. Um, took some body shots, apparently. Yeah, yeah, right. we did the I did the body shot challenge. I'll tell you what, Jim Shark needs to work on those body shots. <laughs> they're not Ryan proof. No, yeah, they're definitely not Ryan. They're not left hook proof. He was, man, I felt it when he was throwing them. But I told him the very next day, I was like. Man, this side's sore, and I was like, and I look back to it, I was like, that's right, that's exactly what he was hitting me. I would see why he fight. Yeah, yeah. he stepped back. But yeah, the kid is amazing, strong, amazing. Don't you, sleep on that kid. You guys also spar, or because I saw some pictures of you guys at the yeah. gym. Yeah, yeah, well, we sparred a few times. Um, it's obviously he's not in there trying to knock me out. He's he's a he's a really good guy. He's in there. Um, he's trying to teach me. You know, even even when he catches me with the shot, he's like he'll throw it again, just to see how I react with it. Um, but it is good work. Um, you know, I do appreciate uh, getting next level work because it's different when you're sparring. Um, not downgrading nobody, but it's different when you're sparring like just uh, other people at the gym compared to when you're sparring. You know, world champions, world class fighters. So uh, I'm very grateful to be able to go in there and, and work with the people that I do. Like, I've also sparred a uh, Chon Cepeda, you know, so 
So I'm bringing in with the big dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the big I, boys. You know, I'm uh, I'm very thankful to them that work with the people that I do work with. With Ryan, what's one thing that people would be surprised about? You know, a lot of people criticize and say, oh, he's a model, oh, he can't fight, this and that. But what's one thing that you uh, personally learned, you know, just being around and retraining um, him? He is, he is also fast with 14-ounce gloves on. I'm going to put that out there real quick. Um, his, he, he does, he has a magnificent... Uh, Left hand, he, he knows how to throw it, you know, he, he knows how to box. People, we were sparring, uh, and we were at this gym in San Diego, where it was, a, it was just glass, you know. People were walking by and we're in there sparring, and I was, you know, and Ryan had his back turned to the, the glass, and I was right there, I was moving, and I see all the people start showing up and recording, taking pictures, and... And we're all just looking like, what the heck? And then... Uh, you thought they were they, there for you, huh? Yeah, nah. nah. <laughs> they, started, they started shooing everyone away. They're like, no. And the people are like, y'all got to go. But um, yeah, he's um, he is fast. And he does he does, uh, he does does it hard. Um, like she said, you know, don't sleep on him because he's on his way up. And he's on his way up fast. You mentioned that left hand. I mean, another fighter uh, that he's compared to is Vasquez Laoya. Uh, I'll ask this question for you, Florian, for you. And yeah. Going up with LA, what are some differences that you guys noticed from Ryan and, and the Golden Boy? Because there's a lot of comparisons, right? So what's something that you guys is different? You guys know oh. him personally. You can answer this one too. Of course, Ryan's a little more, he's more handsome, but I was like, no. Um, just the oh, speed. he just started like a whole beef right now. Yeah, that's no, okay. I've known YouTube Ryan since he was like seven years old, so it's okay. You know the OGs and be like, oh, Oscar's yeah. cuter. Yeah, we did We did have a fighter sign with Golden Boy too, though. It's okay. Um, no, I mean, um, what I know out of boxing, I just it, the speed, the speed, and and just the way he moves. It's a different type of type of fighter, and his speed and his power. Of course, Oscar is great at his time, and you know, people got to realize uh, that these new new boxers are just different. You know, they're they're special. You know, we have legends and we have great fighters that we love to see warriors, but these boxers are just. Their training is different. They have different type mm -hmm. of training. They have different. I've seen it. You know, I've seen wars with these old legends. They just go into wars, and now you're getting these young guys. They go into war with somebody who can punch. They're getting knocked out mm -hmm. fast. You know, and it's just different type of training. And do I love old school boxing? Yes, of course. I watch all the old school boxing. Right, yeah. all day, all night. I'm watching old old styles, and I've I've taught him a couple. You know, just different types of styles that he likes. Um, but Oscar, I mean, he's got to give these new guys, you know, these people got to give these new guys a chance, you know. And, and yes, we love our old warriors, but he's boxing now. We're paying yeah. to see these kids. Yeah. And I yeah. promise, Andy, we're going to get you on the mic. Oh. Trust. We're going to give you like 10 minutes because I'm excited that you're here. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, let's read some comments. Uh -oh. Andy Bryan, he's the next big thing, 100%. Thank Clyde you. says, uh, our boy from comics that says, women trainers shouldn't matter. Uh, and Wolf at Kirkland. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. Alan is also a good dancer. Who said that one? Jesse Neen. Oh Jesse my Neen. gosh. You don't let throw me out there. <laughs> I love dancing. It's it's in my blood, you know. He's a good, really good dancer. It's a, his footwork is amazing in the ring. You're going to see that. Light on his feet. Banda or? Yeah, like, like, no, no, like Norteñas okay. and. and um, Guapangos, all that, man. I would go to the, to the bailes, like La Tierra and La Maquinaria, all of them. Just 
Okay. And he dance. speaks Spanish, guys, so he's yeah, good. Yeah. He's, he's getting a lot of fans right now. Yeah, you did. <laughs> favorite artist. Favorite artist. Top um, three right now. Man. <laughs> I don't know. I listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of different genres. Like you can ask her. Uh, like I'll be listening. We're in to Mexico listening to country music. Yeah, we, <laughs> like I listen to country. I listen to oldies. You know, like R and B, um, hip hop. Roxy but, with the oldies, and he was with the country, yeah. and then they're both with the banda. It's like <laughs> these guys are confused. Yeah, most of the videos I heard banda. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna choose a good three. So. Uh, for country, I like uh, Kane Brown. Um, I like uh, Polo G. I like um, Gerardo Ortiz. Yeah, so th- those are those are three that I listen to very very much. Okay, I'm gonna take good team. Somebody said, "Good dancer, but singing lessons." Oh my <laughs> gosh! Yeah, no. I I don't think I can Austin. sing it. Austin, uh, like shout out to Austin. Austin. But yeah, no, I can't sing. That's true. Oh yeah. Well, so it's, um. So how how do you balance your social life? You say you like you like how do you balance that social life? You being seventeen, having to go to the gym, you know, train. How do you balance that social life going out and stuff? We we put it out here one way. I came out here for one thing and one thing only, mm-hmm. and that's um. To ride the road of becoming a world champion. Okay. Um. I think it's great that, I mean, don't get me wrong, I have friends in L.A., but I think it's great that I don't know so much people or so many people in L.A. Um, I love that I'm surrounded by superstars almost every day. Um, I'm like, like these, this is, these are my people right here, like on my team, you know. Um, uh, those are pretty much all the friends I need because mm-hmm. not everyone's going to be there for the bus ride, but everyone wants to hop in a limo ride. That's what she tells yeah. me. Mm-hmm. But um, no, nah, I just... I'm too busy to to be doing anything else, and it, and if I do got free time, I'll head down the street, go shoot some hoops he or falls something. Asleep on the or car the I sleep a lot. That's one yeah. thing they'll tell you. I sleep a lot. Yeah. I sleep in. Tell them what your routine out. in Mexico was. Uh, my routine in Mexico: wake up, uh, we'd like weigh yourself. Oh yeah, wake up, right. weigh myself. Um, we'd eat breakfast, and then uh, yeah, we'd eat breakfast. Uh, Chill for a little bit, go hit the gym, come back, eat again, sleep, wake up, go run, come back, watch fights. watch boxing, and eat then dinner. Uh, eat dinner, go back to sleep. Maybe sometimes we'll sneak a few movies in there, but but up there was just constant work. Boom, boom, boom. So in other ways, they, they get you two types who want to go out with anybody. Oh, yeah. So don't <laughs> yeah, ask. Pretty much. No one asks. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. You're getting the Roxy treatment. Yes. Oh, I told him that. I said, you ready to come? He's like, yeah. I said, okay, look it. I'm not going to treat you any different than Roxy. You're going you're gonna to live Roxy's life right now. And how was it? I'm over. I mean, I'm. I survived. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, uh, I'm doing good. You know, I'm hanging out with my peoples. These are my peoples. So. I'm chilling. As long as I get to sleep, I'll forever be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you good. I always bring up the story. Um, when we went over to Robert Garcia's gym. We met a uh, um, Virgil, and he's not allowed to date There's Virgil like, Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz, mm-hmm. uh, Junior. There's like a, a spoken rule. He, he, him and his dad have an agreement that he's not going to date. Like anytime soon, um, it's just all tunnel vision, like boxing. Like, okay. <laughs> and we asked him, like, is this true? He's like, yeah. Like, I'm not interested in dating right now. Like, I'm just focused. That's it. 
Well, that's a good rule. I, I respect that. That's uh, I had I had something like that with my old trainer. He just didn't want to see me lose focus of my goal. Um, they'll tell you though. I'm not I'm not interested in all. My that. number one rule is what. Yeah, okay. all right, no girls in the gym. Never bring oh, okay. a girl to the gym. Never bring a girl to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> or to strength and conditioning, none of that. And yeah. I told him, I was like, yeah, y'all yeah, won't have to worry about that because I'm just focused on boxing. That's nice. Anything else? All right. Let's see some comments here. All right. What are the people saying? Hi, Alan. This is Aiden. And they're oh, coming in. Up, they're Aiden? coming in from all over the place, man. <laughs> Kansas yeah. in the house. Man. How was LA, though? How's LA treating you? I love it. Yeah. yeah. It, was it like way different than what you expected or? Actually, yeah, it was. Um, I thought LA was just like a like big, you know, big city mm-hmm. in general that there was like, you know, like because mm-hmm. when, when you look up LA, you don't, you don't see pictures of Burbank or San Fernando or like. South Central. Like, yeah, or South Central. <laughs> South Central. Like you, all you see is pictures of the buildings. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't expecting like, expecting it to be this big. And uh, I knew there was a lot of raw talent out here. Like, don't get me wrong. We know a lot of good boxers out here. But, um, you know, we came out here and I was like, dang, this traffic. The traffic is what took me out because I come from a place, Ulysses, Kansas, population like 6,000. Man, it's... No traffic lights? No. <laughs> we don't even got highways in the town, in, in my town. All we got is just roads, speed limit 30, 35. But... Um, yeah, LA's treating me well. Um, you know, I got I got the right people with me. I got uh, the right team, and so like I said, it's just it's been nothing but all gas, no brakes. So, so we've just been working. But yeah, LA's treating me well so so far, especially the food. <laughs> What's your favorite esquite, right? Mm-hmm. I know I love the corn. famous food. It's true, right? Yeah, it's, it's true. She she can cook. Oh, oh. Sh- man, <laughs> you guys got no idea. I. I'm, I was losing weight, eating four times a day. Like, yeah. I didn't miss a meal wow. in Mexico. Even before sparring, like, like even if we had to make something real quick, boom, 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 ready to go out the door. No, yeah, she can cook. She can definitely cook. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but I'm blessed to have a chef and a trainer in one. <laughs> and a mom. So, so. <laughs> yeah. No, going I'm to help. Out a bit. Like, I'm, she spoils me a little bit with food. Yeah, it was crazy because we had an a interview with um, Bandido Vargas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? And we... We spoke to him out there, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, she can cook. (laughs) So it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. (laughs) They're not lying. That's it's it's the honest truth. (laughs) She can really cook. She'll make anything out of scratch. Like, like you said, I can make a, what did she say? My mom can make a buffet out of a loaf of bread. Oh, yeah. She can make a buffet out of a loaf of bread. Yeah, no, she can cook. Definitely. And, uh, And it's not like she just cooks whatever, like, like she'll cook what my body needs, so like, like she'll make vegetables taste good. And, you know, like I had broccoli today. I like broccoli, but she made me like broccoli a little more. But That's yeah. What about Roxy? Thing. Does she like broccoli? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the video. She can't stand broccoli. She used to call them trees and pick up. I, okay, just started went to Coco's, and everyone was making weed, and and um, all the, the fighters were just like. They didn't want to eat broccoli or, or any vegetables. And I think she was about four years old. And my oldest daughter was making weight as well. And she just went to everybody's plate and just started grabbing all the broccoli. She says, I want your trees. I want your trees. <laughs> <laughs> she just 
<laughs> so we were walking and this old lady and I was sitting down there eating and she sees the broccoli and picks the broccoli off the lady's plate and says, thank you. <laughs> when she watches it, she's like, mom. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Mom. <laughs> she was I amazing. think this would be a good time to call her. Right? Yeah, let's call her. Let's do that. Yeah, I'll go ahead and give her a call. All right, and then we'll get into Andy in a little bit. All the um, way to Mexico. Spitfire person. You're going to make the call, uh, Alan? Yeah. All right, uh, G, let me ask you a little bit about uh, his amateur background. You know, I think it's a more fitting for you. Some people feel weird talking about themselves and bragging about their accomplishments. You know? So um, what can you say about his amateur uh, background? What I what I know, and I know he has, you know, quite a few fights. Uh, like I said, I've seen him fight about maybe six times throughout the years, and um, I, I was I was surprised, you know, to see the the way like he was easy. He's he's so easy to train. He's teachable, you know. So I knew he had an, an outstanding amateur background. Um, kind of went off of Roxy's word. She told me, "Mommy, please, you know, this kid is good. He wants to come." And, He's gonna go pro, and and I know I know he can get in the wrong hands when he comes out here if he goes pro, and you know, give him the chance, give him the opportunity. So I started asking him about his amateur background, which I know you know he's 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 been a champion, and like I said, there's thousands of kids I know out there. Everyone knows Roxy because they know Roxy, they know me, and everybody calls me Mama G. So I don't pay attention to everybody's, you know, but I knew he was special. I knew he was special. I seen a couple of knockouts he had of you know dropping kids, and mm-hmm. I said, "Holy crap, this kid's strong and fast." You know, mm-hmm. he's got the whole package. Good-looking kid, grounded. You know, so yeah. Hello? Hi, Roxy. Hi. You You're are alive. live on the show. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hello, hello. How's it going over there? It's good. It's about eleven o'clock tonight. Almost time for bed, huh? <laughs> oh, we're doing this in Spanish, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing this in Spanish? Entrevista en español. Roxy. Can you hear us Can you hear us now? Yes. All right. Extrañas a tu mamá y a tu nuevo hermano. Sí, mucho, mucho, mi hermano. Mi hermano. All right. So... You guys have been training out there, right? Yes. Um, throughout quarantine, yes, I have been training here. Um, we have a private gym, um, Pacheco Boxing Gym, and we have been um, training privately there. Like it's because the gym is closed because there's quarantine until I believe May thirtieth, and I've been I've been able to get my my workout in. Okay, so we heard the true rumors that you put hands on. Sean and Ryan Garcia, right? <laughs> Put you on the Where spot here. <laughs> Refer to episode 50. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What about Alan? You guys Ooh. you guys play around a little bit? He doesn't want the work. Oh <laughs> <laughs> someone almost got knocked out with a headbutt. <laughs> hey, 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 he don't speak of that day. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I've let yeah, we uh, I've thrown on a headgear. Let Roxy throw some punches. Oh, okay. okay, but yeah, let tell you what. Indeed. So Roxy, ¿cómo te la estás pasando allá en México en Colima? Um, 
¿Qué has, ¿Qué has aprendido de, este, al estar allá este, en, entre tus sesiones de sparring? ¿Qué has aprendido de ti misma? Okay, este, ¿Qué has aprendido allá de, 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 de las sesiones de sparring que has hecho allá en México? Eh, muy diferente, el estilo de boxeo es muy diferente aquí, como son peleadores que como tira tira, y yo soy como estilo americana, y pues um, es bueno porque yo estoy aprendiendo cosas diferentes, como estilos diferentes, y es bueno, pero... Como yo estoy practicando, practicando como yo practico en Estados también. ¿Son más fuertes las de allá o las de acá? Allá. Aquí. Aquí. Entonces, ¿tienen más duro? ¿Tienen más resistencia? O... Sí, como más corazón. Conmigo. Más conmigo. ¿Hay algunos nombres que quieres mencionar que hiciste sparring allá o...? Okay. He's been keeping the gym open for us, and he's a, actually a professional boxer as well. And he's been helping us out with being able to train. Okay. What's your favorite part about Mexico so far? The weather. La comida. <laughs> La comida. La playa. La playa. <laughs> Have you been able to sneak in some cheat meals? <laughs> Say no. <laughs> Let me turn this on you now. Uh, if you had to ask uh, any of the three here, your mom, Alan, or Ale uh, Aguilar right here, Andy Aguilar, a question, you have the floor. Ask them anything you want. You're doing the interview now. <laughs> How is quarantine affecting your guys' training resume and as well as your podcast? How is that affecting you guys? Are you able to just be together and interview people as well and get on par with Very good question. <laughs> yeah, actually, this is the first time we have guests. We set up a little oh, home wow. studio here. Our studio is closed until further notice, so that I kind of improvised. But yeah, it's definitely affected us. But I'm pretty sure um, everybody in the fight game has been more affected than us. I don't know. I'm it, I'm glad to see that you guys here are able to kind of tweak things and make it work. But um, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, but um, you adapt, you win. Quote, so. Yeah, just to piggyback off of what Gio said, yeah, we just had to, again, uh, improvise. Uh, again, we are filming from our own homes. Uh, Gio's had to, you know, do a lot of tech-savvy things that I do not get involved with. It's all <laughs> Gio. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, it's, it's we just have to, to adapt. And, uh, you know, I know this is going to pass. I know we can't get, we can't wait to get back to the studio and have you guys back on and you, Roxy, and then other fighters and just talk about how, Uh, this has, you know, molded you guys and made you grow as, as not just as fighters, but as, as people. So, yeah. mm -hmm. That's good, that's good. How does it feel that Alan is younger than you, right? You're the young one in the stable, now Alan. <laughs> as you beat by a year, I'm right? I'm so glad. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> More experience? Me? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Especially around the program. <laughs> All right, we're going to get Alan turn out to be the, the person doing the interview. If you were a reporter, right, and you had Roxy in front of you, what question would you ask her? 
Did you run today? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, let's see. How has the quarantine in Mexico affected your training? He's a random reporter. He's a random, random yeah, reporter. He's a reporter right now. He's not Evelyn. Right <laughs> I they didn't. I didn't let them fill the quarantine. We just kept working. I rented a gym until. Answer the question, Roxy. Oh, I'm sorry, you're talking. Um, <laughs> um, so it has affected me a lot because I really had this big plan. I had a big plan of like the way I wanted everything to be with like my weight. Wow. <laughs> the reporter is impressed by the answer. <laughs> Good job. All right, last question for me. Um, how has this uh, affected your outlook? You know, just this year and being out there in Mexico for, for so long, how has this affected your your outlook in general or, or for your future boxing career? I think I need a refund on 2020. But, um, <laughs> Boxing, I feel like it's going to make a lot of people, I mean, if you want it, you're going to go get it, but I just feel like a lot of boxers don't have the same resources as, like, us, for example, with Andy, you know, being able to accommodate us at home, or this gym over here, like, it's private, it's able to accommodate me, but for some other boxers, it is very difficult because they go to gyms that are public or with the city, and they're not getting the same workouts, some people are more afraid than others, don't want to, like, for example, coaches are older as well, and it's harder. If they did catch it, it would be dangerous. So, and it's I feel like a lot of people are not going to be the same in the first couple of tournaments due to the fact that they had almost a whole year of not being able to work out properly. Very true. Last question, Chris, before we let Roxy go. Okay, last question. This is the last question, Roxy, before we let you go. Um, what is what is something overall that you learned from yourself just being out there in general? Maybe something that you didn't know before. Um, just to continue to endure. If anything. The word I just stop. No, um, I think the the cities I'm in, like you know, it's modern here with like how a lot of the younger people. I don't know, like it with some culture as well. Any last uh, words for you guys toward Roxy before we let her go? Mom, Alan, Andy? Andy, coach. I feel it out there though, Roxy. Training okay? Yes, yes. Um, I was a little sick for a little bit. Not Corona. Uh, <laughs> stomach problems. But I'm getting better. Let's keep doing it, Roxy. Thank you. Okay, so my question to you oh. is... Um, <laughs> How much um, 
do you miss me? <laughs> and you miss my training and my food and my cooking and doing everything for you. Roxy, thanks a lot for joining us uh, once again. Uh, hope you're Thank staying you safe out there. And uh, un mensaje para toda la gente de aquí de, de los Estados Unidos que está sintonizando. Right, that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, that was Bright Hook Roxy. Um, you guys have tuned into our show. She's been on twice, right? Uh, bright career for for Roxy. Um, real quickly, I'm gonna do some some rapid fire questions for you, Alan. All right. Um, series of questions here. You just answer first thing that pops into your mind. It's gonna be either or, so I'm gonna give you two options and yeah, uh, just go ahead and answer. Okay. Um, you ready? There is no right or wrong answer. All right. Okay. <laughs> But you got to be careful with your answer. All right. <laughs> All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Winter or summer? Summer. Cardio or weights? Cardio. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? Breaking Bad. That's the correct answer. Good job. <laughs> Money or fame? All right, time's up. Question. Money or fame? Jesus. <laughs> All right. Skip that one. All right. J Balvin or Bad Bunny? Uh, Balvin. Tacos or tamales? Tacos. Hot chocolate or coffee? Hot chocolate. Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali? Oh. Muhammad. No, Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. to the greatest, but um, Mama G knows I listen to a lot of Mike Tyson speeches. He's, He's the best, man. Mental, warf mental welfare. warfare. Definitely. All right, next question. Pool or beach? Pool. Norteñas or corridos? Corridos. Would you rather play sports or watch them on TV? Play sports. Julio Cesar Chavez or Oscar de la Hoya? Julio Cesar Chavez. <laughs> All right. Um, last few. Nachos or popcorn? Nachos. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Marco Antonio Barrera or Eric Morales? Morales. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Favorite fighter of all time? Oh, man. Favorite fighter of all time? That's a very, very tough one. That's a very, very tough one. You can take your time with this one. It could be a life still. Nah. Well, I got a lot of favorites, but I'm going to have to pick one. Um, I'd say um, Mike Tyson, just because of all the adversities he's faced. And, and 
he's not one of those guys that have you know lost control. I mean, he's lost control, obviously, but he 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 got his life set now. Um, you know, he's a father. He's he's living his life like any other retired professional boxer would. So definitely Mike Tyson. That's very good. We only got one question wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I feel like that was kind of like family feud, or like I think he answered most of them pretty well. So yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, what do you think about Mike Tyson and his uh, his new videos? I feel bad for his trainer's hands, honestly. <laughs> like, I think I think he can make a, a good couple fights. You know, he can make a comeback, fight a few fights. Um, I think he'd take on Tyson Fury. Everybody's wanted to see that fight. Um, I think that'd be a good fight. Or him and Holyfield back again. Yeah, Holyfield. that'd be a very good fight. But um, I think he looks vicious. He's uh, he's obviously still in great shape. He's he ain't forget still how dangerous. to throw a punch. Still dangerous. He's still Iron Mike. All right, we have some comments here from YouTube. Um, Javier Vasquez, that's my dude. Wish you nothing but the best. Kansas strong. Nice. Carol Bañuelos, saludos primo Alan desde Denver, Colorado. All right. Someone said money on that question. <laughs> money. Fly says Morales. All right. Damien says Ryan Garcia versus Alan Garcia in the future. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Secure the bag. Already, already starting some beef there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's my guy. That's my dude right there. But um, uh, the only way I could respond to that is that yeah, you never know what the future holds, uh, but I'm doing the best that I can with the situations that I'm in. So um, there's a lot of fights, a lot of great fighters out there that people aren't going to expect me to fight, but I will fight, you know. And um, we're obviously going to do our best to come out victorious. So, What well, weight do you want to fight at when you, when you turn uh, pro? I'm going to debut at 130. 130? Yeah. Nice. And then um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go somewhere. So eventually hit 35, 40, then 47, mm -hmm. then probably be stuck there around 147. Right. What do you think about all these guys nowadays calling out Ryan? Twitter or Instagram or see all these fighters nowadays in quarantine. Some people want to, and we know people, you know, locally that they're just calling out Ryan for the paycheck. Um, I think some of these people are talking out of their, like, they're not being... Uh, realistic um, but yeah you know I, it all comes down to either money or who has the bigger guts um, but yeah I, I don't know I, I see Ryan taking out a lot of these people that are coming at him crazy so I don't know we'll just see what the future holds but me personally I know he's got a good left hand and not a lot of people have tasted it but I don't know we'll see what the future holds of these four names right now, right now, current, who do you think is the best at their division? Haney, Teofimo, <laughs> Tank, and Ryan. What do you think of those four right now at this moment is the best? I think Ryan can. I think Ryan can edge it out with all of them. Either he's knocking them out or he's beating them by decision. But um, I don't know if everybody wants to see the Tank versus. Ryan Garcia fight, and I want to see it too. So I think those two are the ones that are up there. But but I see Ryan coming out victorious. They're both dangerous fighters. So and like we mentioned earlier, I think G, you're you're always big on Ryan. Like, I remember last time you guys were on the show, you mentioned that you put money on Ryan. 
mm-hmm. right? You want money. Oh, and he's been knocking people out, right? Even though a lot of people don't believe. Oh, you right. guys have witnessed it firsthand, the way he trains, the way. This kid yesterday, or day for yesterday, witnessed me schooling somebody in boxing about, about what boxing's about. Because right off the back, he was just like, oh, then I'll say to Rick, and I'll, he hasn't fought anyone. I said, look, let me tell you something. It's the only one thing you're going to have to know, and it, it matters. He's knocking him out with one punch. Oh, but he hasn't fought anywhere. I say, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. He fought the same people at Tank and, and what's his name? Fought a, a farmer. What's his name? Farmer. Tim farmer, farmer. Yeah. Taking him to deep waters, and yeah. he's knocking him out in the first round. What does that tell you? Stood quiet. Oh, but this and that. I said, this is the problem. You know, we, we have to, we have to back our up and comers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay for, uh, I told him, Javon, um, what's his name? Javon Davis fought Gamboa. Mm-hmm. Uh, being already a multi a world champion, a multi world champion, like a few divisions, right? You bouts. Yeah. It was okay for him to fight Gamboa. And because this thing came out about Abner Marlis and yeah. Ryan, I said, Abner's still a dangerous guy. Why not? Why not give him the chance? Yeah, you know, I understand. He kind of almost feel bad, like he's calling out, but it, you can't, you know, look at it like that when other people are, they're understanding the business and they need that big name. Do I agree with it? Let me get there and then I'll, <laughs> you know, I'll let you know. Yeah. All right. Some questions here. Question from Five of Comics Fit. Would you choose the best fighter available? Or the best fighter that fits your style. We want the best fight. Best fight. Yeah, we, you don't. You don't gotta. We're gonna adjust. So, uh, not to fit my style. Um, you know what he said. What was the first one he said? The uh, best fight. Best fight. Yeah. Best fight available. Yeah, best fight available right there. Cause you can hit me with anything. We're gonna. Me and my team are gonna adapt we're gonna adjust like you said earlier what is it if you can't or if you adapt you win exactly there you go so and then we got a question from sean will g train me for my fight against Gio? (laughs) so we're supposed to do a charity fight and he's trying to recruit you now which i'm not gonna let you do sean on my own show all right you want to contact her do it on your own free time (laughs) he's like i'm hearing offers You wanna uh, you wanna bring Andy? Yeah. Yeah, because we so, have a lot of questions for Andy. You can just slide the mic, please, Alan. So we were talking about how you know old school fighters and how we uh you know we had them up in the pedestal. By the way, Clyde liked that answer. Nice. <laughs> he said that's a champion answer. Champion. <laughs> but we we understand this is a new age. You know, strength conditioning is so important, very important now to to last to to be efficient. Um, we have here one of the in my opinion, one of the best in the game because we keep hearing your name. Even before we met you, we Thank kept you. hearing your name. We're like, okay, so who's this? Who's this? This uh, Andy Aguilar. So we're gonna bring you in, Mr. Andy Aguilar, Thank and you. I'm gonna ask you some questions about what you brought to to Allen, and tell us more about strength and conditioning, why it's important, how it's important now in this this day, day and age. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I'm with old school training, especially mm-hmm. with the. the old school boxers like nothing was wrong with that it, mm-hmm. it was absolutely right because you we're looking just to cut you off yeah i heard uh Julio Cesar Chavez say he would just run and hit the bag that was right training. yes yeah <laughs> that was exactly <laughs> it no absolutely we got um like greats like Muhammad Ali probably Mike Tyson too and um Roy Jones Jr they were, all they were doing was running and hitting the bag and just mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours 
And that's absolutely right. It's because of the fact that we're looking at a sport that's so physically demanding. We're putting a human being inside a ring that's willing to really just put it all on the line and just physically hurt somebody. And also at the same time, accept the fact that they're going to take a punish, they're going to take yeah. some punishment too. But as Gloria and Alan was kind of saying too, we're kind of, we're evolving. The human race is evolving. And no matter what, no matter how much you like it or dislike it, every new child that's born has the potential to be even greater because we're seeing world records broken. Yeah. Like it frequently, it's not like a world record holds for like, five decades no it's like within like five years like oh my god another person just like broke the record mm -hmm. and pretty much yeah alan's an attest to that too this guy's like a phenom in the ring and athletic ability and he's only 17 years old he turned 17 in january you said yeah this dude literally barely turned 17 this year and what i've seen in his ability in the ring and also within strength and conditioning routines it's just phenomenal and also i'm seeing the next generation, because I have kids that I train amateur boxers, 13, 14, 15 years old. These kids are like great. I mean, like when I was their age, I'm like, I was like playing a Super Nintendo, man. I wasn't like performing what they were performing. They're doing like jumps, triple jumps, lifting up weights. And it's just the fact that with these, with this new generation coming along, they're coming bigger and stronger. So with that potential in their genetics, why not introduce strength and conditioning? Why not unlock that potential even higher? And this is why in boxing nowadays, we're seeing like Ryan Garcia, we're seeing uh, the Devin Haney's, these young, this young generation, their athletic ability is higher. It's like we haven't, the old school boxing community hasn't seen people like Ryan Garcia with that quick. All due respect with Oscar De La Hoya. Yes, I, I grew up with him. Very fast jab and his footwork, phenomenal. But you just see Ryan Garcia in the ring and that left hook is almost, the camera sometimes can't even pick it up. Mm -hmm. And that's the frame rate of a camera nowadays can't pick up a punch and just flans a dude. Like that's, that's some, not only obviously great skill work, but great athletic ability. So to have a strength and condition component added to that, which I'm doing for Alan, that's just going to speak volumes, especially when he gets into the ring for his pro debut and continue on to his career to world championships. This is going to, display a whole new level of athleticism that my hope is is that the audience will appreciate like oh my gosh this kid is gonna this kid's a monster and that's my mission just to make sure like i'm unlocking potential for these next generations and current champions and current fighters and the audience enjoys it it's not about like oh the fighter feels confident great that's also making sure the audience witness is witness of some like greatness evolving mm -hmm. let me ask you this um Let's talk about how you began to do this, right? Mm -hmm. And let's talk about your branding, too, because I see you guys all over the shirts. <laughs> and this is why he's the best. You hear that speech? That was beautiful. I was just sitting here like... I was, I was practicing it outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, let's talk about, about a little bit how you began and, and the name of your, your brand. Uh, how I began, um, I studied and achieved my bachelor's in kinesiology. I was a kickboxer back then. Um, had aspirations to fight professionally, championships, tore my knee, ACL reconstruction. Doctor told me I couldn't do it anymore, that I need to stop. Uh, I love my family, my mother and my father, but they even told me, it's like, you should stop, just focus on academics. I was stubborn, I didn't want to do that. Like, nope, I'm gonna do this by myself then. I tore my, I had my ACL reconstruction at 17 years old and I was 
going into college, I'm like, I need to study something because it doesn't make sense that the NFL and the NBA have athletes that come back from injuries like this and are still playing professionally from years. So I'm like, why can't I get that opportunity too? I'm young. So I started digging deep. I just did the research by myself. The, I mean, the, the therapy back then, it was just, it was a joke. It, was, it wasn't helping me at all. Yeah, I was like, this, I'm still hurting. This knee is bad still. So I continued to educate myself. I rehabbed my knee by myself. And I got back into kickboxing. And I continued fighting until about 25 years old. And I retired and fully dedicated myself to strength and conditioning for the next generation. But that was a mission. From a young age, I thought it was just ridiculous that a doctor told a 17-year-old boy, hey, you're not going to be athletic anymore. Just stop and quit. That was heartbreaking to me as a 17-year-old boy. And I don't want any other young child to experience that heartbreak, especially if they have so much ahead of themselves athletically. And that's why I entered the field, because I'm like, if this happened to me, I can only imagine how many other kids has been told that. So like there needs to be an opportunity. So I wanted to develop a system to create that opportunity for them. Yeah. When you hear stories about like, you know, athletes that they've been told this and time mm-hmm. and time again, you can't come back, you come back and then they just, they get into this mode of, you know, just recovering, working hard to get back. And then they, they it's possible. It is possible. It's yes. just when someone tells you you can't, especially back then, or, you know, you believe in, you're like, man, I can't. And people throw it. So there is a way, there's a, well, there's a way, correct? Absolutely. I yeah. brought him, so I'm not going to say a name, but I brought someone to him. Um, I asked him if their hand was broken. They said, no, the doctor said it was fine. He took one look at it, it's broken. He went to the hospital, the doctor's appointment two days later, he calls me up and says, it's broken. Mm-hmm. This man just looked at it and just said, mm-hmm. it's broken. And I was like, wow, that's good. He yeah. heals everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a magic t- touch, guys. Please <laughs> yes, don't does. think I am. So, yeah. So, why do you think that people keep coming back to you? Because I see some of the videos and it looks like it's tough. You know, a lot. I can, like, I can guess that a lot of athletes would just quit. Be like, no, I'm just go back to my old ways and do what mm-hmm. I do. But why do you think people keep coming back to you? Because we've heard all the names and we know people who have trained with you. Mm-hmm. Number one is the results because I've and I I keep a very good relationship with all the fighters and it's an open it's an open book policy to me just tell me the truth if it's not working tell me because that's my responsibility this is your time as a fighter dedicating to me as the coach so I need to listen and I need to reciprocate from there so it's the results they really see and feel the results especially in the ring which where where it counts the most they like I have fighters come to me as like. Andy, I have a conditioning issue. Okay, let's fix that conditioning issue. So yeah, I've had other strength and conditioning coaches. I still can't, they can't solve this puzzle. We solve the puzzle in the next fight. He went eight rounds, wasn't gas. I'm like, whoa, there's like, I've never went past the sixth round, sixth round without breathing hard. And I felt fine in the eighth. I'm like, yeah, we solved the issue. We've had fighters with uh, injury issues, possibly prior dislocations within the shoulder, uh, bad back. And it holds them back because of the fear. They enter the ring. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to dislocate my shoulder again if I throw it out. So I'm like, okay, let's solve that issue. Let's, get, let's take out that psychological weakness. We solved it. It's like, oh, my, my shoulder's good again. So it's definitely the results. And number two, honestly, um, I mean, Gloria tests, can attest to this, too, is we keep it family-related. You know, we care. And that's the biggest aspect within a team. Just care about your fighter, man. Yeah, just, just listen, care about them, 
don't ditch them. You know, I've seen, I've heard a lot of horror stories. You say, oh yeah, my, my coach ditched me, or my coach made me run on the treadmill for an hour, and that was a strength and conditioning component. When they expected more, and worse off, they they paid them. It's like I paid for a service, premium service, and you told me to run on a treadmill. There's more. I mean. Not to say treadmill running is bad, but you do need the cardiorespiratory. You need that aerobic base, but there's more to work on with the fighter. So before we get on to the next question, so go ahead and plug. Uh, oh, yes, yes. I want to thank uh, uh, Jive. Uh, Daniel Whitney actually is one of the founders of Jive. It is a CBD company. Uh, they are coming out with more supplements, CBD protein. This is a CBD uh, energy gummy as caffeine and also uh, CBD uh, components in it to help you relax while it gives you a boost within your workout. So yeah, check out Jive, guys. So amazing can, product, amazing product. Yeah, I, I take it all the time. I actually took quite a few before we got, <laughs> we got that's on. Where, that's where that speech came from. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's that's kind of calmed my nerves a bit. <laughs> He's one of our major sponsors. Yeah. Our sponsors, Alan. Really well. great, so, really great He's very guy. passionate about yeah, fighters. Yeah. and. Another question I have is, how do you how do you learn this? Like, do you implement the methods on yourself or do you just, uh, like you said, asking your, your athletes, how exactly do you know what works and what doesn't, or does it depend on, on the person? It's all research driven. Like everything I've applied, I have tested on myself because if I feel like trash, my fighter's gonna feel like trash. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna toss that out from the program. It's not gonna work. But I do a lot of extensive research. This is all literature. This is all research driven results coming from NBA players, uh, NBL, NBL players, um, NFL players. Like this is all research you can find in journals of medicine. And it's all proven. It has all the data. Everything is laboratory tested. Albeit some of the research cannot be applied to a fighter, but we have to take in mind, especially when we look at research to do strength and conditioning for a fighter, what's a punch coming from? Rotation. Okay, where's the rotation coming from? From the hip and the core and the legs. Okay, what sports relative to that? Baseball, NBA, uh, basketball, shooting, yeah. uh, expression of power. All right, NFL. Let's do some research on NFL. how did those guys? These are like two hundred eighty pound guys just running like like insane speeds on a forty yard dash. Okay, how did they do it? And how can I transfer that to a fighter? So everything is pretty much research based. So I just. I mean, I study almost every night to make sure I keep up with it because research, excuse me, science is always evolving too, along with the fighters. So it's my responsibility to keep up with that and apply it. But I test it on myself first, make sure it's proven through literature. And yeah, I start applying. It helps that you're, you're in shape, right? Yeah, it does help too, yeah. physical conditioning trainers, it's just like, you're, you ever heard of the dog whisperer? He's the athlete whisperer, uh, seriously. Do you, do you, are you a basketball fan? Uh, I watch basketball. I'm, mo I'm mostly in love with combat sports, but I watch all sports. Yeah. Have you been watching the Michael Jordan documentary? I have, and I, I do want to catch up with that one, but I did hear about it. So one of the things they talked about when he went to play baseball, how they had to like reconstruct his body, basically work out different parts of the body. Mm -hmm. When he came back to basketball, he was struggling a little bit because his muscles were different. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that accurate, an accurate thing? I saw some literature via Instagram on quotations from the documentary. Um, I mean, just from your question itself, yes, like how you train a how you train a baseball player wouldn't be necessarily how you would train an elite basketball player. Mm -hmm. 
So there's going to be some cross training there, and with cross training, there's going to be yeah. some interference. So really, most people are like, nah, whatever. That's just an excuse, right? right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but we, yeah, we have to. Maybe MJ was getting a bit too old because he was just hitting that plateau. Because we have to remember that an athlete has mileage on them. Mm-hmm. So okay, he's been MJ's been like a basketball player all his life, and he's accumulated hundreds and thousands of miles on his body as a basketball player. Now he just changed up everything and shocked everything, yeah. trying to take out the engine, put a new engine in a body and in a body that's already been ran. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the best results, really. Who else did that? Bo Jackson, right? Yeah. Bo Jackson. Track and field, uh, baseball, Bo- and football. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so where can people, uh, how can they contact you? Where do you guys train? Where can they find you? Uh, we're still training, and yeah, we're still running camps. Uh, they can contact me through Instagram. It's the period elite smith, and you can just DM me from there. If anyone has like questions regarding like nutrition to exercise science, he doesn't have to be. Oh, Andy, I want to hire you for camp. Is this, if you have a question, just shoot me a DM, and I'll do my best to answer you in a timely manner. My apologies if I message you at like two in the morning because I'm done training everybody like okay I'm up at five to run these kids in he's still online I'm thinking okay I'm putting the owls asleep I mean you're putting the owls asleep I'm slapping the rooster so what are you doing now Bandy he's like I'm studying I figured that one I'm sure a strength and conditioning routine is different for a 17 year old say for a 26 year old what does a routine look like for 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 our boy here for a 17 year old we have to understand the fact that his years in uh, training isn't very high versus like a 26-year-old. A 26-year-old probably dabbled in like, oh, I did some deadlifts. I did some stuff um, with my prior strength and conditioning coach. Someone that's 16, 17, 18 years old, we have to just really observe them and just assume the fact that they're sort of new within the field. So we do what we call a GPP, more general physical preparation work, making sure that bone structure, tendon structure, muscle tissue, it's all refined. We want to make sure it's capable of handling shock because of the fact that the biggest thing for us as coaches, we don't want to hurt our fighters because the whole body is their career. So if I blow out his knee, that's completely my fault. And yeah, that's just a big no-no in our field. And there goes your career too. Exactly. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, so we always take the precautions. And so for a 17-year-old, yeah, we just go through like more general physical preparation type stuff, more like light training work we're introducing and educating on proper movements when along with the movements making a little bit specific like mobilization making sure their ankle their hips their knees just moving around into good degrees because this dude's boxing every day so i want to make sure that he's mobile yeah before we get to some other questions let's go to some um, questions comments here um evelio lopez allen mom loves you my boy uh he asked alan can you send a kiss with mom see you home <laughs> Oh, oh, there we go. You guys got to put him on the spot. <laughs> on national television. Unbelievable, you guys. Um, all right. Yeah, man. Um, Alan, for you. Um, and Andy, uh, we got to get you back on the show sometime because this is interesting. I have like a thousand questions for you. And I'm sure people do as well, right? Um, but Alan, how, how has training with Andy been um, different for you? as an athlete just in general um training with andy has i've definitely seen the results and we've definitely seen the results uh, uh i came to you know los angeles just as i was i, would, I wasn't scrawny but like i wasn't very muscular either um 
from the very first day that I started training with Andy. But you're being modest because I saw some of the old pictures. Like you were pretty like in shape. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was in shape, but like uh, I wasn't. I wasn't as strong as I am now. You weren't Andy strong. Yeah, well, exactly. There we go. That, that's the new one. Now I'm now I'm elite strong. But uh, yeah, it's I I can definitely tell that I'm stronger. I can definitely tell that um, my reflexes are quicker. Um, I've worked out. I've been after workouts. I've been sore in different places that I've never been sore before in my life. You know, and so um, and uh, so it's 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 definitely different. He's helped. And he's still helping um, my body. I, I've seen my body change. I've seen myself get strong. At one point, uh, I was at 160. And Dang. I was working with Andy. And I was I was like kind of looking big. Gee, you know? What did you do? <laughs> I was we mad. But we went to Mexico. And you know everything out there is organic. And was eating clean and lost weight. And now I'm down in the 140s. Um, but yeah, he's... Like with him, I can definitely see the results, and uh, I'm proud to say, you know, Andy's my strength and conditioning coach. He's also my teammate, and he's also like a big brother to me. And so, uh, yeah, I like working with him, uh, it makes me happy when I can see the results uh, getting produced. You know, like like when I can feel the difference. Like if I can see the difference and I can feel the difference, then it makes me happy because I'm like. At least, you know, like, because it's hard working out twice yeah. a day sometimes mm -hmm. and for, you know, two hours strength and conditioning. At least I know that it's paying off and, and he makes it fun, but at least I know it's paying off and that it's worth it. And, you know, when it boosts my confidence up a little bit, I'm like, hey, my, my little eight pack is coming back. What's up? I'll be in the mirror like this. That's how you walk to the gyms, really. <laughs> oh, bro, yeah, I feel you because we work out and then we look at the mirror, see no muscles and we Quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a pull up there and it's like man doing this all week nothing but yeah no andy's he's definitely yeah if you had to describe uh andy to somebody that like wants to get into that wants to hire him what would you what would you tell that person about andy i would tell that person um andy definitely knows what he's doing um he knows more than he knows more about muscles and bones than anyone I know. And um, you tell him what sport you want to go into and what your goals are. You know, because goals are, you got to be specific with your goals. And he'll be like, okay. And he's going to apply this workout. He's going to apply, you know, his knowledge into helping you become the better athlete, the better version of yourself. Um, that way you can be successful. Because I, I know he likes it when, like, if we do really good in sparring, I know he likes it because he knows it. You know, he's his helped work. produce. Yeah, like his work is paying off. And he, he likes seeing when I feel good, when my team feels good. You know, it makes him happy too. So, um, you know, if you want to hit Andy up, um, he definitely knows what he's doing. Um, you can, you'll feel the difference within three weeks, two weeks, you know, just six sessions. Uh, it's definitely worth it. He's uh he's 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 a character. He's really funny sometimes. <laughs> Y'all yeah, need to stop playing with your careers and get with Andy. Exactly, that's what she said. Yeah, He's still training world champions. So. And and man, you're in great hands. You have a great trainer, great uh sports physical conditioner, right? Professionals. Great chef. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's where I was going. Get my <laughs> Sparring with guys like Ryan Garcia. Man. So when is that uh, pro debut coming? We're shooting for July. 
Right. Yeah, that's our plan. Uh, the first day he came in and he, I sat him down and I asked him, you know, what his thoughts were and this is the plan I have. These are my thoughts and this is what we're going to do. And if you're willing to, um, everything that you learned about boxing, you need to just clear your mind and look straight ahead. Look straight ahead now because it's a different, it's a whole different game. And right, he was eager to like, I want to turn pro right away. I said, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. So we did see a few of uh, people we know in the amateur scene for quite a few years since they were kids. Mm -hmm. They went and did their pro debut in Mexico. They all lost. Mm -hmm. They all lost. Well, except for one. Um, and that was a perfect example. I didn't want to see that happen, but I looked at him as he was watching the fights with me because they're his friends as well. And so that's what happens when you're not ready. You know, you need a good five to six months to mm -hmm. make that transition. It's not easy. See, the easy thing with him is it's easy to teach him and turn him into a pro, the pro the pro mentality. The hardest thing is his mentality because he's still young. So I have to be careful. You know, have to, he has to stay grounded, which he is a very good kid. His mom raised him, mom, dad, so good kid. But, he speaks good Spanish. <laughs> and he likes tacos, so it's good. He eats all my food, so that's even better. So, yeah, so just like, you know, teaching him the pro style is, is very easy. But teaching him how to be, you know, the man in the sport and have that confidence and to think like a man. You know, there's been times where we've been hit, you know, pretty hard and, I said, now you got to go and you know what you got to do. He's like, yeah. I said, you got to finish this. Like, man, show them that you're here not to play with them, that you have to be confident as well and trust your team. Trust the work Andy's putting you. Trust what I'm doing. And you're going to see. You're going to rise to the top. Yeah. Fast. Do you, you said that you you watch a lot of old school boxing. What are, some, what are some trainers or some mentors that you look up to that you're like, oh, I like this this trainer. I like his mentality, what he brings to the game, what he brought to the game. And how do you apply that to your, to your own? Wow. Well, that, um, let me see. First of all, um, you guys do know I come from a fighting family. And being the, the family that my family is, they're great. They're, they're legends, but they're great, also great teachers. Um, I've learned a lot from them. And 80% of what I know is from them. Also, too, I'm going to say it now, my ex-husband, Rodrigo Mosquera, he was a great trainer. He still is one of the greatest trainers in there. And um, respects to him, I did learn a lot. Uh, not everything I know. But I, I did, with throughout the years, working with world champions with him and stuff. And a lot of the, the me owning my own gym for 16 years and him owning his gym. And um, so I, I, I did, you know, I do acknowledge that he's a very great trainer. I also like um, Freddie Roach, very smart, very knowledgeable. And a lot of people may not, you know, may not agree uh, with that, but I mean, he he still knows what he's doing. He's still making world champions out there, so he's doing something right. He's first getting the trust of his fighters, and they believe in him and his style, his system. So, I mean, I I really look up to him. Also, too, there's another trainer out there that I've always I've always liked, um, which is uh, Robert Alcazar. I like his style. I actually had Jones of Yeah, I, I like his style as well, and he trained you know many. People too, so yeah, those are a couple of trainers that I do, I do look at to follow. And I like their style. I have my own style though. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's go to some uh, YouTube comments. Damien Don Juan uh, says, "What weight train? What weight training does Alan do?" Kind of talked about that a little bit, right? What was the like if you were to describe your workout? What, what, how would that sound for the people who 
have never seen you train? Um, well, uh, we'll put it this way. Some days I work upper body. Some days I work lower body. Some days we work certain muscles. Other days we work, you know, uh, just different stuff. It's a, it's a variety, so I never get bored. And it's uh, Coach Andy puts it into different phases. Um, but uh, I don't know. I can't really say because... Um, <laughs> no, it's like we do a lot of stuff. We do a lot of stuff. Like the other day, they had me, you know, military pressing a freaking. A, a, what was it? A, it's a bar made of bamboo. Yeah. Resistance training. You shake that thing. With weights hanging. Yeah, it was hard that to lift was... that thing, and I was like falling forward and all over the place. But, but I I felt it today in my arms. You know, I'm like. Dang, I'm sore. But, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's a different variety. So, like, there's phase one, phase two, phase three. It's, I don't know, I can't really get How into How many phases do they code? Three phases. Three phases. Three phases. I asked phases. him to make this kid explosive and fast. Okay. And strong. <laughs> and that's and, what he's doing. Uh, I would figure that that would make your job a lot easier, right? So oh. you just focus on, on the hands, oh, the right? Aspect, and the yeah. mental aspect. Yes. <laughs> when I first met Andy, when I uh, brought Roxy to him, uh, she was moving up from 114 pounds, 119 pounds to 125 for to qualify for the Olympic trials or the, the qualifiers. And I came to Andy and he accepted it right away. He said, when can you start? And I said, yesterday. He said, okay, come on. So we started with him and he said, what do you need from me? And I, I, I followed his program. I believed in him because, you know, like I said, he was someone new, something new in my life, in my daughter's life. I told him, we need you. We need you. We can't keep doing the same thing. We have to, you know explode in this in in this sport so uh when the time came closer with out of the year i said okay look at now i need her explosive but i need her strong and he packed some muscle on her i never thought i'd i seen <laughs> she had muscles coming out of her neck and she was explosive and stopping everyone you know so and he has different uh different styles or different it's what you need from him he inputs in the athlete like i said so, the goals yeah, yeah. And so it's made my job easy because I just take them to run uh, in the morning and then I feed them and then I I train them with Roxy as well. And two hours of the day, they go with them. And it's like I get to sit and just drink my milkshake or whatever, my arm. Yeah. All right. So um, Dylan Campbell, he says, respect from New Zealand. He said, flex on DC, bro. <laughs> <laughs> flex. Uh, okay. Isabel Ramirez. Hey, from the Utah Valley. We miss you. Shout-outs from all over the They're my cousins. Shout-out yeah. to you guys for always supporting. Uh, question from Sean uh, for Andy. Why do you think boxing is so resistant to the strength and conditioning, considering it's a proven and valuable part of other major sports? Good question. Why, why, is it, why are people, why do they resist? Why do they say, let's keep it old school, hit the bag, run some laps? Uh, just from, in my humble opinion, I think it's more one, it's a fear of change because we've seen boxing is one of the oldest sports in mankind, like hand-to-hand -hand combat. So we have respectable coaches that it's just an it's just it's idea it's an idealism, dogmatic, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. It's just the fact that it's always worked for thousands of years. Why do we why do we need to change it? Why do we need to reinvent the wheel? And that's just it's just that fear of change. And two, um, I believe it's also something of, I believe they just, they don't want to be challenged too. They, but for myself and all strength and conditioning coaches that are entering the field of combat sports, 
I'm not here to challenge any of the head coaches. I have the utmost respect for Coach Gloria. It's like I tell all my like my apprentices, everyone that stood like everyone that studies under me, it's like, if you respect me, then I expect you to respect the head coach 20 times more. Because that's just how it should be. Because my part in the industry of uh, combat sports is just a small part. I completely respect uh, boxing and mixed martial arts too, because I have some uh, a UFC fighter also under my belt, a Bellator fighter. But I respect the skill set. My regimen should never get in the way of the skill set, ever. If she comes to me one day and tells me Alan was tired and way too sore from the strength and conditioning, that's my fault. And I need to change something really, really fast because that's very, uh, that's disappointing to myself that I affected the skill work. So that's our position and place in the whole combat sports field. So we're never in a position where we're trying to overtake the head coaches. And I feel like it's just head coaches now, they're just like, oh, it's like, it's like a modernized coach trying to come in. They feel like they're trying to take the fight over. We're not trying to do that. We're trying to just, you know, someone like myself, we're passionate. I love fighting. I grew up with fighting. Just enjoy watching. I enjoy seeing Ellen just be happy in the ring. Nice. <laughs> so, what are some names that uh, that have worked under you or have worked with you in, in boxing? He needs a whole show to himself. <laughs> that one. It was the biggest names. <laughs> what I'm just to a few. Uh, Leo Santa Cruz, uh, Jaime Munguia, David Benavides, uh, Andy Ruiz, Jose Cepeda, Tom Fernandez. I was just gonna. I was waiting. No, that's the main event. What about the other one? Uh, Chunk. Um, I guess she fought for world title, but she's gonna have done that. The little guy. Gotcha. Gotcha. I just have a lot of fighters. Yeah, he's like, I have so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right hook. Roxy's the main. Everyone should know that name. Uh, I think I know who you're referring to. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I, so how, um, given oh, wait, that I'm sorry. Yeah, you go ahead. Anthony Herrera just made the Olympic team. Anthony Herrera, yes. Mm -hmm. So given that resistance that, you know, you may see in, in the boxing world, how did you uh, get deep into it? You're naming all these big names. How, mm -hmm. how did your break come about? Um, quite honestly, I, I just worked really hard and I stayed humble. Um, I was blessed with Leo Santa Cruz coming in when he was a two-division world champion, and I acquired him for camp for the first Abner Modders fight. And, and he was one of the ones, right, that was able to get tired. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's like, he was, there was a concern that, oh, it's like, Abner Modders is going to smother him, and it's, it's just too much work. It's, it's going to be too much for Leo. Okay, we, we got to make sure that Leo's prepared to make a statement on this fight, and yeah. he definitely did on that fight. Yeah. But um, it's just staying humble. It's like, I like I said, I, there's a how I just said it with Gloria and every head coach. I know my position. I've known my position for since I started this venture into combat sports. It's like I know I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a necessary, but it. I am definitely a good leisure. I, I'm a benefit. I'm not a necessary. I know that. I, I always remind myself I am not a necessary in combat sports, and I'm a very good benefit if I am added to any sort of team. Yeah. I was so gonna call it a compliment to <laughs> no a compliment to the skill already yeah. there. Yeah. So just keep, keeping myself humble, and I guess that just paid dividends in people's salary. Okay, this is a guy that's not trying to steal fighters; he's just trying to help. Yeah. And that 
We got, we got some more shout outs from uh, Lisa's Kansas uh, from Ian. When we're watching Ian, that's my dude. He also, he's very good at dancing. Go hit the wireless together. Hey, get your tickets because you're wrong. I think he sent you a text message like, I'm good at dancing. I mean, one of the, one of the, all-time great fighters is Floyd Mayweather. He's the maybe one of the first that put in the forefront how how important conditioning is, and he's still doing it now. Well, you know, in his late thirties, how how deep in your career do you want to keep fighting? But like, if you had to say, I want to keep fighting until this age, and Andy, you can chime in and say how long you keep fighting. If he, you know, of course, there's a lot of variables, but if you keep that conditioning throughout his career, how how it's late in well the game can he stay in? For the way my body looks after starting strength and conditioning with Andy at the age of 17, um, I think I want to keep fighting until I'm 40, maybe beyond, you know, but it's all it's all just a matter of time and uh, speak like, like I can't speak too soon because I don't know, you know, what my future holds for me. But as of right now, I'm just doing everything that I can with what I'm giving in the moment. But um, if it was up to me, I'd fight till I'm 40. So. I gotta start training for so I'm 80. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from my perspective as a coach, I just, I just have to respect my fighter's wishes. If he wants to fight until he's 40, then it's my job to make sure he's at a elite level even at 40 he's like that's my job no matter what the age doesn't matter it's my job to keep him at the elite level because the Nate Smith baby <laughs> there you go man we're about an hour and a half in we'll go like five ten more minutes is that cool man we have some lot to talk about a lot of, a lot of questions still so we would love to have you guys back uh, someday uh, yeah uh, whenever you guys want to come back man um, you guys are welcome this is your home a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. Or you have any last questions, Chris? Oh, what are what are the, some of the short term goals that you guys want from? Let's say from here into five years, what's something that you guys want? Where do you guys want to have? How many fights in? How many? Where? Where do you guys want to fight? Whether it's here in the states or Mexico, like what are some of those short term goals? Well, we have a couple of people that are that are do have their eyes open for this kid. I mean, he's definitely made a name for himself in Los Angeles, East Los Angeles. A lot of the main gyms and people are looking and like, well, who is this kid? Um, they see me walking in with him like they think I'm his mommy. <laughs> and they sit there, they see us, you work, and they're like, oh, shoot, that's his trainer. And then, yeah, and then we make his team, makes a statement like he does. So um, I told them, you know, like, we're going to take our time. We're going to fight in July. And uh, that's our goal. And get a couple fights. And say before the year's over, about three fights. When he's 18, then we fight him here in the States. He can't fight um, in Los Angeles or California. He could fight in Las Vegas, I believe. So wherever they get us to fight, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, Mexico, maybe Guadalajara, maybe Colima, maybe, you know, I don't want to go to Tijuana, but if it's that way or if they take us to Vegas, then we'll see. You know, right now everything just screwed up because we had a couple of people just willing to come and see him and watch him. But all this thing, all this stuff happening, so I kind of had to train him. You know, in the shade, you know, by ourselves. And so uh, in about, what, three years, I mean, I want to have him 
at least 15 to 20 fights, you know, and then fight his 20, 25th fight for the title. Just like everybody else's goal. That's how it works. Well, you have um, short-term goals. Within five years, I want to be on a box of Wheaties doing a Gatorade commercial. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, realistically, I want to... I want to make a statement at a very young age, and I want to be one of those very few people that people are like, "Wow, like this kid started at this age, and you know he's progressing very well." And I, uh, my job, I feel like my job is also not just for me to, you know, obviously boxing stuff, but to bring attention to my coach, to bring attention to my team, my strength and conditioning coach. Um, you know, get more people behind us. Uh, I just want to be world champion. Multiple yeah. divisions. I just want to, I want to win. I love winning. I hate losing. I don't know anybody who likes losing, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, within five years, I, I want to be a world champion. I want to have a lot of fights. Uh, I want to fight some of the best. Uh, not, not some of the best. I want to fight the best. I want to fight anyone out there. But, yeah. Well, yeah, and and the one one other question too that Chris actually asked Ryan Garcia at, at the, his last press conference when he fought on uh, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's your message to to the youth? You know, because you guys do, whether you realize it or not, a lot of kids do look up to you guys like yourself. You're already in great company, right? And then they see the pictures of Ryan, and, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of kids see that and they look up to you guys. So what message would would you give to to those kids? You know, I say uh, keep working hard. Uh, don't let anybody tell you that it's not possible. I've had many people that didn't believe me uh, that I wasn't going to make it out of Kansas. But um, the way my mind works, I create my own reality. Um, I speak my own reality into existence. Um, don't let nobody tell you what you can and can't do. You can do anything you set your mind to. But if you're going to do something, you got to do it 100%. You know, no slacking off. It's all about how bad you really want it, you know. Um, yeah, pretty much just keep working, uh, set goals, um, find out how to make those goals a reality and set forth to, uh, starting a process to achieve your goals. That's definitely very good, man. And, uh, some last questions and comments here. Dylan Campbell, respect once again from New Zealand, bro. Run those checks up, my dude. <laughs> and some fans here, my man. All right. Um, thanks for all the support for my son. Uh, yeah, shout out to my mom. She's always been one of my biggest supporters. Uh, there's been times where she's told me, like, like you know, like, whenever I go visit her, she'll hug me. She'll be like, are you sure you still want a box? And I look at her <laughs> with my future face. I'm like, what? She's like, are you sure you still want a box? I'm like, yeah. She's like, they hit you. I'm like, I hit them back. <laughs> yeah, um, my mom, she's uh, she's definitely one of my biggest supporters. That's sweet. Um, her, my dad, my siblings. Um, it, it was hard. It was hard leaving Kansas um, and coming over here, you know, by myself. But um, I I want to become a world champion, and I didn't have uh, all the tools I needed to be because nobody pays attention to Kansas fighters. Like, look at Victor. Look at Brandon. Um, they've all come out to L.A., and what do they do? They became very well-known fighters. They made a mark in boxing. Uh, they'll go down uh, in boxing history. So uh, 
I think that also helped me mature, you know, moving out here to LA at 17 years old and leaving behind my family. You know, family's all I've ever known. And, and Mama G could tell you, like, I really do stick up for my family. Like, there's a lot of stories out there. I stick up for my family. Um, I work for Mines, and I'm, I'm going to give my family everything because we get it out the mud. I'm from Dirt, Kansas. We don't we don't get nothing handed to us. I dirt kid. <laughs> the kid yeah. the dirt. I was 15, 14 working in a field. Why? Just because I wanted to have money and be able to give my mom some money too. So, um, yeah, it's it, it really helped me. It shaped me into, into the person I am today. But it'll it'll all be worth it in the end. And um, yeah, you know, God bless my family. God bless all my supporters and friends. Uh, I know we may not talk every day but um all my friends you know i still think about you guys constantly you guys will always uh, hold a place in my heart but you know stay tuned because i'm gonna be world champion i hear all the stories i know all his friends i know all their stories <laughs> yeah anybody's dad told alan nobody makes it out of kansas oh <laughs> Yeah, they, they kind of put him on the spot. But, yeah, um, this is the true story. I did go to meet uh, – I went to the uh, Mayweather Boxing Gym, and uh, Floyd Sr. told me, he, like, he seen me shadow boxing. He's like, oh, you know, where are you from? I don't know. He asked me my name and stuff, and I told him. And I was like, hey, can we get a picture? We got a picture. And then he told me, he's like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm in Kansas. And he was all like, like – he threw his head out. He's like, ah, ain't nobody make it out of Kansas. And – Da, 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 and I just sat there and I was like, I ended up winning that. I fought three, four times that tournament. I beat uh, all the West Coast fighters. And uh, we were going to go back to the gym, pull up with the belt, and tell them, hey, look, we just won this tournament beating all West Coast fighters. But but mm -hmm. um, I love my, I love the haters. Mm -hmm. uh, haters are my motivators. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so uh, it, it ain't nothing new. I've had some, I've had haters all my life, you know, like, mm -hmm. Even when I started boxing at the AJ, I had, like, till this day, I got grown people that hate on me. Mm -hmm. It's nothing. It's just fuel to our fire. I brush it off. Yeah. little <laughs> smile. And keep working. We're, we were just talking about that before the show, Reggio. Right, like, it doesn't matter if you have fans or haters as long as they're paying. As long as they're paying. Yeah, right? That's what I told them. I was like, I, I, I don't see uh, bad exposure, and I don't see good exposure, so... Exposure is exposure. Cool. They're going to watch you one way or another, whether they're hating or whether they're fans. At this they're point, watching. they're not even haters. They're just wishers. They're just <laughs> like <laughs> you. <laughs> right? Yeah. We, we talk about that a lot because we have a lot of young fighters on our show. And then sometimes we're like, you know what? If he was like a little meaner and just embraced that villain role mm -hmm. or this guy embraced, embraced that good guy role, like it, it's like marketing, right? It's a business. You're, you're yeah. a brand that can take you a long way, definitely. Whatever role you embrace. Yeah. I'm just a cool dude from Dirt, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> the Dirt Kid, the kid for the dirt. <laughs> you, you call him the, the Dirt Kid? I call him the Dirt what, Kid. Do you have a nickname? Is there a nickname that you want to, you know, that you're thinking about? Or what are some names that, that you can A couple have? came up, but at the end of the day, he's just like, nah, that's not. He's like, nah. Yeah, Roxy ruined that for me. So. Well, we're just going to wait till I get in the ring and. And show people what these hands can do. Come along, Garcia, the dirt uh, kid. Now I'm Alan Garcia from Canada. Lani Siquel Garcia from Kansas. Um, I like to dance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see whatever pops up. But um, as of right now, 
I'm not really focused now on Now we're just name. calling Pochito for right now. Pocho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's one last comment here that they keep telling me to read. They said, watch out for the bodies out there, bro. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's right up. <laughs> yeah, they already told you, right? They already warned you. Yeah, um, we're not focused on females. Like like I said earlier, I'm not focused on dating. Um, there, will, uh, there will be fans in the future with, with the way, you know... Um, like they said, I'm a very marketable kid. Um, like not to toot my own horn or nothing. I don't think like like of myself like that. But I know I'm a good looking kid, and um, I've already had uh, older women like message me and stuff. They try to, <laughs> don't yeah. worry, mom. I got rid of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your mom's watching. <laughs> they, they try they to gotta hit, get through me first. Yeah, so don't they try worry. to hit me up, and I make sure I tell them. Hey, you know, I'm 17. Oh. And then, <laughs> and then there's those very few that are like. You'll be 18 soon or something. Like, yeah, no. Like, so like, like you can't get on this limo. Huh? Yeah, it's because it's it's people, they see uh, they see the people I'm around now. I've even had people go off on me from Kansas because uh, I unfollowed them just because, you know, their negative energy or the stuff that they post. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't need that. And they post, ah, oh, someone makes it to California and thinks they're all this. And I'm just like. Let's say we take his phone away from him when we're at the gym, so. We oh yeah, no, I don't. That. That's our number one rule. Yeah, not to be on. Stays in the gym bag, but his gym bag's always. Yeah, <laughs> it's going constantly off. going off. He's up hitting the bag looking over there. What's what's some what's um maybe something about um Alan that maybe a lot of the public doesn't know? That's what's something like oh, they wouldn't know. You, you can answer this too. He's a funny kid. So funny. He's always joke. He's always making jokes, like or he's always tricking me into something, like. Uh, he's he's a funny kid. He's a good he's kid. A magician too, right? Can I can I show yeah, you something? Yeah, you got a quick. We need a glass. Right. Okay. I'm gonna okay. show you something. Seen it, right? really? <laughs> I haven't seen that. Hey, watch Ready? All right. So with three fingers, I'm gonna make the I'm gonna put this uh, upside down. Okay, I'm gonna make the water bottle go upside down without dropping any water. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna drop no water. Let me move this just in case I do. Okay. So Careful. I'm put it. I'm put it upside down. Okay. Don't let it wet your phone. Yeah. Ready? Upside down. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, those, those, those are one of the few ones I pulled. I was like, okay. Was <laughs> he was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, he did that to me in Mexico, like at 7 in the morning. Dude. I woke uh, up. I woke up on His eyes were swollen. I woke up and I was like, I'm, I told her what I was going to do. And I was like, and she was all waiting for it. She pulled out her camera and Hey, you got Ryan going too. Yeah, I even got Ryan in the group with it. It took him a split second. He's like, oh. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I I love jokes. He loves jokes and he likes to dress neat. Like he's very neat. Everything's got to be perfect. His shoes, everything's got to match. It's hard for me to kind of change his style, but I say, you need to wear this. And he's like, oh, I don't want to, you need to, you need to dress like this now. And yeah. So he follows everything. He's easy to, to deal with. He's not a hard kid to deal with. Am I, am I right? It's very easy. Very easy kid. Yeah. What are, what are some of your favorite sneakers? Oh, man. The Jordan 3s, the 7s, definitely the 11s. Um, I like custom Air Forces, you know, Air Force Ones. Who, you can never go wrong with Air Force Ones. Um, one shoe that I got to bring this up, but I really, really don't like are the foam sites. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, those yeah. ones are just yeah. ugly, but um, yeah. Really comfortable. 
Yeah, I, I really love Jordans. Um, I love he never got to watch Jordan. Oh, he never did? Jordan retired. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 17. Yeah. yeah. I know, but those are those are my favorite shoes out there. For Jordan. Oh, and I like Yeezys. Um, Yeezys 500, the 350s. All right, all right. Yeah, he's <laughs> that was a good looking shoe. Another thing, too, oh, no, a lot of people don't know about him. It, uh, he's a natural lefty. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. in case you haven't noticed, I've been yeah, like, in the water with my left hand. Yeah, I'm a lefty, lefty. but I fight. Uh, what I felt his power when he's met, I looked at I said, What hand do you? He goes, What are you? He's like, I said, So fight right. I said, What hand do you write with? He says, My left. I said, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Like, I, the minute I, I felt his left hand, I said, No, you are you lefty. Right? Yeah. About the power. Right there, yeah, CJ. Yeah. Yeah. Those lifetime body shots dig real deep. So. You, you want to test it? We can do it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. We, have a, we have a little, a little bad. Uh-huh. We got some glows out. I don't know if you guys saw oh, it out there. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. So we'll out. Perfect. Like, if we took shots from her now, I was like, then you got to take a right hook from Roxy, too, now. She's going to be jealous. She's going to want you to take a right hook. Let's agree. I'll take his and you take Roxy's shots. Cool? Cool. All right. We'll do it for the show. Just for the show. All right. Where can people find you guys? Starting with the G. What's my Instagram now? It's a new one, Her Instagram now? Oh, I just changed the name. I think it was on the screen. I put it up. Mama, Mama, Mama Dodgy, O2. Ah, he changed it from Yeah, uh, hold on, let me look it up real quick, but do you want to tell them yours? Oh, yes. Um, once again, uh, D period Elite Smith. You can find me there on IG. And hers is Mama dot G O two. And then uh Mama M O M M A and then G G E E. Uh you can find me on Instagram at he's XX Allen with two N's. Um, my Snapchat is the boxer underscore Alan, and my Facebook is Alan Garcia. So um, if you, if anyone ever wants to reach out, or if you guys have any questions at all for me or my team, um, feel free to hit my inbox, hit my DMs. We'll I'll answer right away. Unless you're an older woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, his mom is watching. <laughs> Mom, I got this. Okay? <laughs> Nobody is going to be talking to your son that no, is dude. not close to his age. What's the final message you guys that you guys want to tell Alan right here? Like in person, what he means to you having him as a fighter? You know, He's going to watch this in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I drill him every day, right? Every day. I don't think there's a day that passes I'm not in his ears. Like in front of his face telling him that you're going to be great. Just pay attention and be patient and you know be wise and just take your team with you every time you get in that ring we go in the ring as a team it's not you know just me and not just you it's not just uh, you or just you Andy and me the whole team Erica shout out to Erica too and Mark they're 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 the missing link here as well they're awesome um they also he also trains with Andy with him and helps Alan too Mark and Erica as well. She's the nutritionist and she does. If I'm not there, she's there. So I just wanted to make sure that got out there. But yeah, no, it just he's gonna be great. You're gonna be, I tell him all the time, you're gonna be a world champion. You got what it takes. And I don't just tell anyone that. So he'll tell you. I remember the day that Gloria called me. And I'll remind you, she called me. This is Andy. He's like, I have like this request, huge this kid, and he's like, you know me, this is Gloria talking, you know me, 
I'm not just going to call you randomly, coach, and let you know about any random kid. This is a special kid. I'm like, okay, you have my attention because Gloria is a very, as I said, I respect Gloria's decisions, and especially her her observations in boxing. Like, this kid is going to be amazing. He's going to be a world champion. I was like, trust me. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, I trust you. And I got on the got on a connected phone call with Alan, introduced myself, introduced himself to me. And I trust, at that moment, I just trusted Gloria. And as I got to know Alan, yeah, that's it. I'm going to be a world champion. You know, her character, personality, and the work. Thank you. Hey, let's go some last comments here. You guys keep uh, hackling us over here in the comment section, man. We'll shut you guys up, don't worry. Um, Dylan, man, our boy, he's been holding it down on the comment section from New Zealand. Shout out to you guys. He said, uh, don't wear the black high top Air Force Ones, Com especially comboed, comboed with a white painter. <laughs> Wait, no. No, they got gold on. <laughs> we got you. They're the lows, though. They're the lows. We cool it. They know something I don't. <laughs> I just got the rundown from Rocky. She's telling me what those mean. So. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. We'd love to have you guys back, like we said. Um, it's like an hour 40 in. An hour 50, actually. Dang. All right, man. Chris, any last, too much fun. Any last messages, Chris? No, any, everybody that's tuning in, thank you for, for tuning in. Thank you for supporting your, your fighter. Uh, he's a great kid. It was a pleasure having you guys on, having him on, meeting him. We, I see that I see what you guys mean when you say that there's there's somebody special, not just you know from what we've seen of you of your close fighting, but the way you think. You know you are very marketable. You have a you have a great team around you. Meeting Miss Gloria and knowing like hearing about Mr. Andy. So just keep going, bro. We're here to support you. Um, it's, it's been one of the, our best favorite podcasts thus far. So thank you, bro. Thank you guys so much for having us. And um, I want to sh shoot a quick message to everybody. Um. Uh, like I said, don't let anyone tell you what you can and can't do. Um, you set your own expectations. You set your own reality, and you speak your reality reality into existence. Um, I want to give a big shout-out to all my fans and friends and family who have been supporting me from home. Um, I know I'm not there, but you guys are still holding it down, still taking care of my siblings for me. Um, shout-out to my pops. Uh, shout-out to my mom. I love you guys so much. Um, your son's going to be a world champion. Big shout out! Big shout out to my coaches, cause to the top we go. Very good. Couldn't have said it better, man. This was episode eighty-six. Thank you guys once again for joining us, and thank you guys for tuning in live on the YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, follow us at Against DA Ropes on your favorite social network platforms. Uh, thank you guys, man, for, for tuning in. I wish I could shout all you guys out, but um, we gotta bounce, right, Chris? Yeah. Thank you guys. Do, do a little outro for us. Say something nice to the fans before we get out of here. Um, just keep working. Uh, live your life the way you want to live it. Uh, live your life. Um, if you believe in God, you know, pray to God. Ask him to take care of you. Um, God is a big factor in my life. Um, just try to see the light in every dark situation. And uh, always remember that there's rain before the rainbow. So keep your guys' head up and keep fighting. Thank you very much. We are. Like a, you already know what That was long. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you got warm in here, huh? Yeah.
Shout out to Against the Rope, thank you for the support. Keep doing your thing, you're doing a great job, so thank you and best wishes. Huge, huge, huge shout out to Against the Rope, Against the Rope. Shout out to Against the Rope, thank you guys for the interview and hope to see you guys soon. Against the Rope, always doing the right thing. Shout out to Against the Rope, man, I appreciate you guys for having me, taking the time on Charlie. Against the Rope, number one. Freddie Roach. Thank you very much.